Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. We live? Yeah, we are. I ask this question every goddamn week, Nicholas, but I don't ever feel as though you're ready. Well, I you mean, know, I really need you to step up here, bring something to the goddamn program for once, okay? Hmm. All right, my my fucking back's killing me. I can't carry the fucking load every week. I think you need to see a chiropractor. That's your real problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard there. I know a good guy. Well, good. Can I have his name? Because I I know a guy who sucks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, geeks worldwide, radios, and the Dorkshire universe proudly presents to you the. What the fuck am I doing, Nicholas? I don't know. It's you know what it was? Karma. Karma, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, last week was so flawless. Uh, I, I I was going to make... Let me try this again. <clears throat> I got it now. You ready? This is for real. I sure. was just yeah. I was just trying to see who was awake, trying to see if you were paying attention. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Dork Shared Gooniverse and Geeks Worldwide Radio proudly presents to you... Nope, that's, see, that's not either because I have to introduce you and I have to introduce me before i get to the greatest podcasting team in the world see mm-hmm. i want to jump right to it and let everyone know that we we kick so much ass yeah i course. go swearing in the intro mm-hmm. third time's a charm nicholas yep last try that's it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls listeners of all ages the dork shared gooniverse of geeks worldwide radio no i you had it right. You're right. You're second guessing yourself. The greatest podcasting team in the world. He's on the background. Oh, yeah. See, it comes after, right? Yeah. I, yep, yep. Sorry, but you know what, Joe? You only got three fucking tries. You have to try for next week. I know it's going to bother you. Well, you me. know what it is? Oh, what? I can't see straight, right? I can't see straight because uh, AWA, this is where I was trying to go. I was trying to find a way to incorporate this into the intro. Uh, AWA, right? They got in my head because, you know, they, they put out a great tweet the other day. Uh, of some books, and uh, uh, you know, if you like zombies, check out these titles. And Nicholas on there was Year Zero Volume Zero. Yes, which you and are- I replied. I said I spy with my little eye. TLDR Comic Book Club, you know, and uh, they responded back with a very grisly image of they said, "Oh, with which eye?" And I said, "Apparently not my left one," because the image was of a guy with his left eye blown out. So I was trying to incorporate left eye as my new nickname. <laughs> well, it should have been a lot sooner than that because you know what? If you look at if you look at Joe's uh, background right now, for those joining us on one of our streams, you'll see that you have a patch over your left eye. So are you a fucking yeah. And I didn't know this. Yeah. Well, we are the greatest podcasting team in the world. He's the fucking snake, Nick Fryer. I'm left eye doc. And together we are. The TLDR comic book club, baby. I'll tell you go. what. That's how you bring it home. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to be more rattled by AWA today. And uh, I think I actually did finally live up to the snake title. But that's uh, for a conversation later. Uh, we're only doing what's new this week, which usually means we have something else in the hopper. Can't tell you what it is, though, yet, because it's not in the hopper at the time that Joe and I are discussing it. But what that usually means is that you want to make sure you subscribe to one of our audio channels. If you're not already, we're talking Apple, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide Radio, SoundCloud, Amazon, Podcast, all the major podcasting flat- platforms. Because that's the only place you're going to find our Friar Side Chats, which are conversations with creators, editors, 
all like across the comic book industry. The only place you can find them is our audio channels. We do not stream those conversations here more often than not. I think we've had one exception over the years. Yeah, we haven't had another one outside of outside of Scott and uh, Greg. Right. But anyways, Joe, uh, we have so we got quite a few books to get to. Some awesome, some awesome, awesome stuff this week. A nice range. Uh, what you ready to catch up or no? Not yet. Well, I was gonna say, are you are you ready for Super Bowl Swifty Eight? Oh wow! Look at you. Did you get yeah. that for yourself, or is that a gift? Uh, no, no. So the 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 local theater uh, around around the bend at Legacy Place uh, probably shouldn't say that. Um, oh well. Last few times we've gone to the movie theaters, uh, you you order a large beverage, mm. and they they have so much uh, fucking Taylor Swift stock. They're just like literally giving it away. You could order a small drink; they're giving you a large Taylor Swift cup. So wow. I've got about like six of these bad Larrys, you know, nice. in my house. Uh, last Sorry. movie we saw, we went to go see Migration, um, and hmm. they booked the the time to go see that immediately after I work on a, on a Saturday. So we get there. I'm exhausted. Uh, seats are comfortable. I'm going to tell you what. The showcase at Legacy Play is very comfortable. Seats recline. Very nice. Um, we get there. I get my 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 Swifty cup. I get a, I get my popcorn, my popcorn, and I get my big-ass family size. They call it sharing size. It's not sharing size. I'm not sharing that with anyone. Of my <laughs> peanut M&Ms. I smashed my popcorn. I smashed my M&Ms. 15 minutes into that movie, I was out. <laughs> like a fucking light. It was great. I had one of the best naps I've ever had. And that's not to, not to say negative things about migration. The Swaggins loved it. She thought it was uh -huh. a great movie. She's been dying for it to come out on digital. Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing it for the first time. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, that's amazing. Well, I'm yeah. happy for you that you got a nice nap in and paid probably 15 bucks to take that nap. But hey, probably I, worth it. Every goddamn penny. As long as you're not falling asleep reading all the books that we're talking about, I don't really give a damn. I either encourage them. What do you got for me in catching up this week? Uh, so I caught up on a bunch uh this week. Uh caught up on X-Men 30, uh, Duke issue two. Um, Avengers Twilight issue two that's written by my chip Wolverine. Holy balls, Nicholas. Did you understand how violent that issue was? <laughs> Woo, baby. That was something else, man. Yeah, I Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, it was and, crazy. And, and the way it ended, too. Like, uh -huh. uh, man, just standing. It was gut wrenching, is what it was. Um, uh, and guts everywhere, right? On yes. top of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that was excellent. Um, one thing I want to touch on, uh, two, well, two, two quick things I want to touch on real quick. One, so you had read The Agent issue mm -hmm. one about a month ago, and I had meant to, I picked up the floppy, uh, didn't get a chance to read it. You had read it and said, eh. eh yeah. Right? Um, so Agent issue two came out last week, and so I grabbed it, and I said, this is a great time. I'll read both and see what I think. And so on one hand, I... This is this is what this is the issue I had with it because I'm going to preface that by saying I like it. Mm. Um, the issue I had, I thought the pacing was a little wonky mm -hmm. uh, in the first issue. There was, you know, um, there was some back and forth dialogue. It was a little confusing. You know, you're kind of jumping. It's got a little scatterbrained here and there, but I, I I thought it had a pretty good ending, enough so that I was like, even though I had the second issue, 
Because if I didn't like it, I wouldn't have even bothered with the second issue. And I like enough, I'll, I'll read the second issue. And I think the second issue was much tighter. You get a, a better sense of what's kind of going on there. Huh. Okay. Um, so I think this is a series that has potential. Okay. Okay. Well, that's all you then. So I will I will continue to read it, and I think the next issue will really be the decider. Sure. Like, is this something I want to talk about on the show or not? But like the first issue was like, eh. But the second issue, okay, things were tightened up. You know what it kind of reminded me of a little bit um, was the um, the killer series that I had read. Oh, okay. Where they're completely different stories, right? But sometimes the writing, it's like, mm, there's sometimes the pacing of it is like a little, like, it just, I don't know, like artistically, like, I, I just kind of had this like vibe from it. It's a completely different story. One, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what I didn't realize too is that the killer story I read was like, part eight in a long running French series. Oh yeah. Right. So that's when I, when that's why when the movie came out, I go, this is nothing like the book that I read, Mm. which makes sense because it wasn't based off the book that I read. It was based off the first volume, which dibs I'm taking. Wait, you, you, we talked about this. I had the text read. You said, no, I'm out. I'm all set because they were so different from one another. I'm good. Did you You read it already? No, I think you should Uh, take it though. I think I started reading it already. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, it does. It honestly makes more sense for you to go back and check it. But out. But I think I started reading it because I was flipping. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, yeah, like I got like I don't know. There was just certain elements that give me it. So and so I'm gonna give it this this long way of saying I'm gonna give it that third issue to see. Nice. Um, but I, I, like I did that. like as I was reading, I was like, oh, this kind of gives me like because I don't know if it's a foreign comic like the agent or like just the writing yeah. team, whatever. But it was like it had survives that. So anyways, that yeah, that's that. With it, yeah, I thought it was like okay. It just something seemed off about it for me. Like, and it seemed probably was the pacing in the end. I don't, I can't I, I recall. I can kind of vaguely recall the art, but it did. I don't remember it doing much for me. I didn't think it was. There's a there's a supernatural witchcraft, um, um. But I have like no sense. I don't. I feel like I had no clue about that at all. You, yeah, then. you really, you really get that like a touch at the end of the first issue. But you re- like I said, the second issue really brings that home, um, which made it really interesting. So we'll see where this third, this third issue goes. Um, but the last thing I want to I want to mention here um, is uh, Cobra Commander, right? So yes. this book I I started to read it before last time we were on air, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. I have finished it. And what what Joshua Williamson and Daniel Warren Johnson are doing right now uh, at Skybound, they're sort of creating this shared universe, right? Energon, yep. Uh, you know, with Transformers and, and GI Joe, and I've never been more interested in these properties ever in my life. Mm. Um, Duke as well, right? Duke is in that, but Cobra Commander, like this, is not the Cobra, the the slimy, snaky, no pun intended, but intended. Mm. Um, sort of cheesy bad guy, typical 80s, you know, uh, goofy bad guy from, from our past. No, this is a real maniacal sociopath, you know, type character. Mm-hmm. Um, and excellent. So reading Duke, reading Cobra Commander, reading Transformers all together, like you don't need to, right? Um, but like you can see what they're doing, right? And this universe that they've created uh, is at limitless possibilities, and it's so enjoyable. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily give Cobra Commander to a kid, mm. you know, 
um like oh i like oh i like gi joes i bet my son will like gi joe you know this book's a little bit older you know uh than that but it's so good you got some top-notch writers and artists taking on these properties right now uh, and elevating them uh to like these are some definite must-read books and i want i wanted to mention that and sort of talk about them all all together because um i caught up i'm all caught up on duke i'm all caught up on transformers uh -huh. these are books that are going to the top of my piles each each month that they're out honestly transformers is very much there for me and duke is is uh not on that same level like transformers is number one for me but duke i still very much enjoy still a priority for me to read month to month cobra commander was one that i was i i have seen the first few pages of the first issue because it was at the back of i believe transformers and at the back of duke but i was like I, i'm not gonna read all of this stuff like it's just i i didn't plan to i will though unless you want dibs on cobra commander no, no, read it because I don't, okay. you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, again, this could be another fun one shot where we could talk about sort of all these books. And I think they're all like mini series, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think it'd be smart for us. This is something we've talked about for a long time. And I think 2024 may be the year of the TLDR one shot, finally. And I think it would be fun to talk. And I think that would like, we could kind of just talk about everything all encompassing at once. And, and I think that would that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I will I will get on top of Cobra Commander because like, you're not the only one that's been praising him. I, mean, I know we saw Scott Snyder raving about it too. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome stuff. Now for me, catching up, uh, the only thing that I made a point to catch up on was uh, this. There was a, a title that Joe had called Dibs Catch on Up or Cats Up. <laughs> catch Up. Uh, either way, uh, Joe had called Dibs on this a long while back. We communicated about it. He still has read it, and he like relinquished. The dibs to me if i want to check it out i did go and buy a a trade of the uh of the first volume of this book and i've been wanting to check it out for a long time i absolutely crushed this thing joe it was so good so i'm gonna be talking about i don't want to say what the title is just yet um what do coward do it oh it's gonna be a trade book yeah oh it's 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 uh you'll be just it's gonna be on i'm gonna do tldr 100 you'll be i'll tell you after you want me to say it right now is this a book you can because we might not get to a trade book for with 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 the way wait with, with the way we're oh, going oh, oh, oh no 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 it's gonna be a, a, a it'll probably be, I mean we'll see about TLDR ninety three but I mean it, it's I'd like to have that do that first I may move some stuff around but I absolutely loved it so, I'm not so this wait is a book I, is this a book I've read yeah okay I'm just gonna tell you this is ridiculous yeah. I hate Fairyland oh <laughs> I absolutely loved it I'm gonna read more of it too uh, before, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was so, yeah, I haven't read it. So go go nuts, right? Yeah. Go go bananas. I but I don't want to wait till I'm not waiting till a trade. I just I want to I, gotcha. I misunderstood book. you. I yeah. thought this was a book that I read that I told you to read and you finally read it. Nope, nope. We had you you had called dibs because of Scotty Young, I which by the way, you. I did call uh, dibs on that Scotty Young book that got announced. Bravo, today. bravo, because yes. that, that that team is tremendous. Yes, the Middle West team, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, Joe, so that was one way in which I snaked you today. I took them the, the, the new yeah, image. Book I didn't see that. Coming. I, I let that one fucking slip. That, that was a surprise. But then what's even worse show is that I got an early look at a title that I did call dibs on, but still I didn't have to wait as long as everybody else to fucking read this AWA title, you. little black book issue one you're jeff gonna have a little black eye if you keep running your mouth oh boy well uh jeff mccombsy and felipe cunha are the creators on this Cuhinha. series C 
Cojinha. Check uh, out his check out his Instagram page. It's that's on the it's... page. It's oh, it's how he says it on his Instagram page. Okay, mm -hmm. my apologies. Either way, um, Felipe and Jeff are the, the creators. I'm says that. No, but in all seriousness, um, we heard about this title from Axel Alonso uh, when we had him on in December, I believe it was with Michael Coast. The FOC for this, for those wondering, for the first issue is February 8th. I believe it's one of those things where it's February 18th and 19th, depending on where your uh, LCS uh, orders from. Either way, just go out and let them know you want Little Black Book because it's, it's very much going to be worth it. Uh, there was I was very excited for this title when Axel told us about it, so much to the point that I rudely called dibs in the middle of his explanation. You did. You yes. asked. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna wait because I also don't trust you. I mean, that's also a reflection on you. I, I think actually, in reality, it's more your fault than it is mine that I did that. If we're being honest, um, but the basic explanation was a son inherits a, a, a house from his estranged late father and finds this little black book that seems to contain some very questionable contact information in the phone. It's like a little phone book kind of thing, but for some people that I think the average person wouldn't want to be associated with. Um, and I absolutely lives up to the hype. So much fun and really sets like just sets the foundation for a fun story ahead. And the art, the art too is so clean. I love the contrast um, with like the suspect individuals that we have in this story at the center of everything. Uh, and along with it's like, it, that also kind of is a, a nice um, choice for when you're dealing with the American Southwest too, which is very, you know, dusty. So it's just, everything's so clean. I kind of love that choice as well. So really enjoyed little black book issue one FOC uh, it's February 18th. Make sure you go get that. Uh, you go to your local comic shop and let them know you want that on your pull list. Sometimes Nicholas, I really fucking hate you. Yeah, I've learned to live with that, actually. <laughs> and get in line, honestly. But that is that is it for early looks that we have this week, Joe. Let's finally get into what's new, what's hitting shelves this Wednesday. What do you got for me from Marvel? Okay, from Marvel. Let's see. We have X-Men 31, which I'm dying to read. Uh, Venom issue 30. Uh, Fantastic Four issue 17. The Avengers issue 10. Doctor Strange issue 12. Ultimate Black Panther issue one, Captain America issue six, the Sensational She-Hulk issue five, Daredevil Gang War issue three, Thanos issue three, Wolverine Madripoor Knights issue one, Mace Windu issue one, and Obi-Wan issue five. I'm a little upset that there's no Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Jeez, you just got to make sure you say it. You got to reach your quota, right? Yeah. Well, there is uh, Batman. Uh, Batman issue 142. Uh, doesn't, doesn't work, Nicholas. That, that, that does not sound right. <laughs> it's either that or Superman. I don't know what you want me to tell you. No, um, neither. I've, 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 I've officially ruled on that. No, not good. Not great, Bob. But DC, we do have Batman issue 142 out this week, along with Poison Ivy issue 19, uh, Shazam issue 8, Birds of Prey issue 6, which I've seen a little bit of hype around this. I may have to go in, back and check this out. Uh, definitely one that, that missed my radar. Uh, Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville issue 6, Red Hood, The Hill issue 0. So it looks like we're getting a new Red Hood title. Uh, but this issue, if you read... The, I believe it was the final two issues of Red Hood, the outlaw uh, storyline. These are those issues. I think it's like 51 and 52. Did you read it? I, I did. Well, yeah, I've already read that before. It felt very familiar. So I, I midway through, I stopped. I was like, I remember this. And Did you like it? Eh. I can't remember. Eh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But that's but that's just like foundational stuff for what it says it's like must read for what's to come. I'm still gonna check out what's to come. Um, but yeah, I said the Give art back kinda, to Chip. Give him back to Chip. It's just it's it's the art was kind of mint, and it's just like I don't know. I, I want to like I'm reading the Red Hood title. I want to spend more time with Red Hood, and I feel like there's a lot of like trying to build the area that he's now in, and I get that, but it's just I got no problem with it. It's just like you, I, like don't spend such little time with Red Hood. I guess is my yeah. Thing. They don't uh, know. They don't know what to do with Red Hood right now. They really and, don't. Uh, it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a bummer because I think he Red Hood should be a character that like. It should be way more popular than he is. hundred percent. Right I would say him in Deathstroke, honestly, too. And you don't see much of Deathstroke right now. But yeah. when we look back at, again, not knowing the sales from the new 52 era or the early Rebirth era, but I mean, I've said it before, like the Chris, Christopher Priest run on uh, on Deathstroke was outstanding. And I'm, I'm blanking on the artists that he worked with, but I think he worked with uh, at least two, if not three. And they they did an awesome job there. And I've said it many a time, like I've enjoyed uh, Scott Lobdell and James Tynan and, and the other, there's some other writers, I think more so in New 52 that took on Red Hood. And I thought they did a great job. So I just, yeah, Red Hood just needs to find the right writer and the right artist. Yeah. I think it's uh, Chip who I do think it would be nice if we saw more of, uh, of Chip doing it again, but I think he's got his hands full of Batman and some of his other stuff, unfortunately. But uh, also from DC, we got Suicide Squad Kill Arkham Asylum issue one. Neil, what did you read that? No, but I can tell you this right now. I could, go with a lot less suicide squad in my life right now because of the game yeah you know, the game right but also like i don't know give, give, move on from suicide squad try try something else it's not I, working you mean like try red hood maybe or something you know, like yeah that? exactly exactly so weird like we're talking about like because i know with red hood like with like his action figures now from like mcfarland which i'm assuming this is like a dc thing because he'll go and give his uh spawn characters guns and everything like you can't get a red hood like character with guns you have to buy like those expansion packs like separately from todd and yeah. i'm wondering if like it's just weird that you have that issue there with red hood but then with suicide you have suicide squad where they're just like complete mayhem like supposed yeah. to be at least i don't feels like an odd issue but anyways neil before zod issue two superman issue 70 i'm sorry superman 78 the metal curtain issue four how to lose a guy gardener in 10 days issue one <laughs> That's Bat actually a catchy fucking title. Yeah. Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries Issue 2. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Issue 126. So, Nicholas, image. Image, image, image. Oh, how I love you. <laughs> so many good books from Image this week. But, yep. so, there's a couple things I want to mention here. Uh and that is one book in particular, which we'll talk about in a second. And I texted you and uh, I, I had said this. It's already it's February early, early, you know, recency bias, early proclamation. There's a book from image this week that's up for contender for book of the year. And uh, I just read the first issue. Nick, here's a little spoiler alert. There's another book that we're going to talk about, not from image, but we're going to talk about this week that also fits that same category. Oh. What a fucking start to the year that 2024 has been, right? January brought mm -hmm. us a ton of great comics, um, mm -hmm. and, and Image, Image is, is doing that. And they had a really, really good week this week. So mm -hmm. um, Gunslinger Spawn, issue 28. The Cull, issue 5, which I still have, I have to read. 
but this but his has been an excellent excellent series um love everlasting crave issue three holy shit is this book fucked up in the most beautiful and sexy way humanly possible this is maria lovett written and drawn and like this book is is naughty it is filthy but it is now like it is now like been ratcheted things have been ratcheted up a notch and uh this i can't i can't wait to see how this fucking ends it's been wild um antarctica issue eight this has been another great series this is a book that i plan on talking about on the show but i want i want i want to talk about this book when i've read it in its totality Sure. Versus just having, oh, here's an article, we'll go read it because it is now like it has really like been kicked up a notch over these last few issues. Um mm-hmm. Bloodrick, which you've been talking about. Yep. Um, Souser Country, the finale, um, issue one. And then we've got we've got two books. So I want you to talk about this first, this this book first, because I have to fully gather my thoughts because the next two books that I talk about um are books that I'm writing down right now for next for 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 2024 floppy winners potentially. Okay, before I do that, I do want to say Bloodrick issue three is a book. Yes, that I do have dibs on. I will be talking about that on the show. This just came to an end with issue three. I, I don't want to go into more detail. I've already kind of mentioned the stuff, you know, after the first two issues. So I don't want to go into more detail there. But great, I, I really enjoyed the ending. Um, we'll get into that more another time. But right now, I want to talk about Rogue Son. Issue 18, friend of the show, Ryan Paired, who we just had on recently to talk with him about The Infernals, which that is going to be coming out, I, th- I believe, the, the week after this. Can't fucking um, wait. We, we absolutely love that title. If you guys didn't add it to your uh, poll list, hopefully you can still pick it up at your local comic shop. But uh, let's go back and listen to that conversation we had with him and his creative team. Awesome first issue. Uh, also on uh, Rogue Sun issue 18, of course, we have Abel as the artist, which does a freaking outstanding job. And this was, we've had, you know, we've said a lot a lot of times that Abel is, like, we, we love his art style. Uh, very Sean Murphy-esque. And this issue, there have been a lot of issues where he really kind of gets to go off. In part because Rogue Sun has so many cool-looking characters. Not just Rogue Sun, but a lot of the villains we encounter too. Which is very much a common theme for the Masterverse, another reason why you should check all that out. I saw that deal that they were running recently. Holy so, cow! Yeah, that was insane. Like, it was like yeah. twenty five bucks for everything up to this point, like, or, or something to that degree. It's like, what? Like, that's a that, pardon my French. That's a fucking bargain. Yeah, that like that is an outstanding investment. If you if you have like if you haven't read those titles, or if you know someone who might like them, that is like, for 25 bucks. That is a, as good a gift as you're going to find. Like the just, standard trade is going to cost you anywhere from, from 16 to 20 anyways. Yeah. So it's like, it's an absolute no brainer. I don't know what you're waiting for. If, that, if that's deal still available, take advantage of it. Um, Cause even if it's not for you, for somebody else who may enjoy that, like it's, it's, it's awesome stuff. Um, But for the, this finale here, the, the end, not the finale of rogue Sun, but the final issue of the third arc this was the most action-packed issue of rogue sun to this point and you and i have talked about it kind of before how this arc in general obviously there's been a lot going on with dylan and his family and his body which he's not necessarily in that is not a spoiler at this point in the game but there's this also has kind of felt more event-like than anything that we've seen so far from rogue sun and with, outside of maybe the, the Catalyst War and then the Supermassive titles, I think this this issue especially is like the the most 
event-like thing outside of those other titles that I mentioned, because we get, we have a lot of characters that have been thrown into the mix, uh, had some undergone some changes and there's some, a ton of action in this issue. It all really comes to a head. And what also happens in this too, while we kind of like, uh, at the end of the, the issue, Ryan lets us know like when things are going to like rogue son is going to be returning, which I don't think that's a spoiler, but it looks like it's going to be in may is the target when rogue son is returning. Uh, but the big thing here is, we get a lot of subplots that like seeds are sown for all these different avenues that Ryan and Abel can go down later on. And there, there, there are quite a few that are very interesting, but there's one in particular, and I don't want to get into specifics, of course, because I don't want to spoil things for you guys, but there's one in particular that I think has so much potential and uh, like, it feels like it might not be the number one story coming out of this. Um, I, I, but for me, like it's the one I am most interesting, interested in the tension between the two characters that are at the center of this subplot. Mm. And there's only so much like that, like there's a little bit in the, the big action stuff. There's a little bit of stuff later on, but the stuff later on, is just like, Oh God, this could get really messy and nasty and not just in like an action packed kind of way. So I, I'm very excited. I really hope Ryan goes down that Avenue fairly quickly um, in the fourth arc of rogue son. But, uh, but yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, you and I actually have gotten a little idea of what's coming up next. Not not overall for Rogue Son, but maybe in uh, in issue 19. We can't go and share that right now. But uh, Ryan just no, always... We already, we already screwed this guy once. Yep. No, nope, nope. we, can't, we can't do it again. Nope. Holy but, but Ryan is always getting creative and I love what he's doing with Rogue Son. I guess it's one of my absolute favorite titles. We say this every month. It's one of the best books on shelves right now. Not just from Image. Yeah, it's it's one of the first books I read once once I get my my copy of it. And again, this one was action packed. This whole arc, it's just been sort of balls to the wall, and it's great character depth, great great reveals, great great seeds, as you mentioned, being planted. Everything about it is great. So, can't wait to see where the next arc goes. Uh, fantastic stuff. Yeah, really, really was. All right, uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, from Skybound, we got the Walking Dead. Oh no, what am I saying? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jesus fuck you. Stepping got, on my front, Nick. I got I got on autopilot. I will say though, just to save time, Skybound the Walking Dead Deluxe issue 82 is also out this week. But there's one more image title that Joe wants to talk about that he really, really likes. Yeah, really, really likes. And like I said, this is um this is up for for uh you know I'm putting this on my short list, and I've just read the one issue, and it's uh it's by Rom V um can you can you pull up the artist for me uh yeah, because i don't want to forget to mention the art here because it was uh it was it was fantastic um <clears throat> but that's the one hand issue one now what's phenomenal about this is that you've got this hard boiled pulp noir story which right then and there i'm going to be in on right and i know there was a point in time nicholas where we talked about like with Rom V that like, Oh, we felt like his books are kind of hit or miss. Um, I want to, I want to take that back because his books have been absolutely fantastic. I think there's really just been one title. And was it radio? Um, it was radio something that we both kind of, it wasn't our cup of tea and like his swamp thing book with the, you know, okay. It was good, but it wasn't our, our favorite thing. But like, I've been reading a ton of Rom V books lately and loving every single uh, one of them. Thank you, uh, Art, uh, Lawrence Campbell with Colors by by Lee Lothridge. Um, the one hand, the first the first issue is sort of this futuristic sci-fi, like I said, hard 
spoiled noir sort of pulp kind of story. It's it's a detective. It's a grizzled old detective who's you know just finished up his last case. He's about to hand in his retirement papers uh, when a serial killer from his past um, is showed up. But it can't be right. It it, it seems as though there, there might be a copycat. Um, on the loose, but he <laughs> refuses to hand in his papers because he's going to see this one through, whether it kills him or not. So I know, like that, can be like often bit, you know, from a storytelling per- per- perspective, a bit of a cliche, but it just fucking works. And what's the the beautiful thing about this, right, is that we have the one hand, and then there's a companion series going along with it, the six fingers. So, in the one hand, we are getting it from uh, from what I can tell is from the perspective of the detective, right? And the six fingers is going to be from the perspective of the serial killer. He's called that because he has six fingers, right? Brilliant idea. Um, And I I love everything about that, right? Because we're getting two titles, same writer, so it's essentially the same story. We're just getting it from two different perspectives and how it's all going to meld together. Um, I'm just dying to see how, how, how he pulls that off. And, and I know he's going to do it uh, spectacularly because he's, he's been on an absolute heater. Ron V has, you know, with his writing, but the art is dark. It's gritty, right? You feel like you're in this futuristic slum, right? And it's just like, think of like Arkham, you know, Arkham city, uh in in the you know the 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 distant future right um just grimy and gross and crime is everywhere and uh it was so so good to read because i love a good serial killer story that cat and mouse game that goes on this issue was excellent i can't wait to read the six fingers uh and just talk about this uh on the show as soon as humanly fucking possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that goes right up my eye. It scratches every goddamn itch that I have. Um, and I know there's creams for that, but I don't care. I want to keep scratching. That's how much I loved it. I think Ron um, V Ron V is the cream for that, but I will say, uh, <laughs> he, he might, he might not agree to that. Nicholas. Well, either way, uh, the, I, so actually Joe, uh, just a little small correction here. So the six fingers is actually written by Dan waters. Oh, and okay. The artist is submit, uh, Kamar. Lee Lusridge is the colorist on that series as well. So the same. So okay, okay, which is almost I almost kind of like even better. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you got you got to imagine they're working together, right? Like yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah. The whole, whole thing. Um, but so you're getting a different perspective from a different writer and artistic team that should really give you um, a really great. Um, uh, pers- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like just. Uh, a complete story yeah exactly right because like they're not going to see things the same way so Mm -hmm. you're you're seeing the story points told and and artistically and you know uh and 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 written from different perspectives which i think uh will be absolutely excellent so thank you for the the correction on that this Um, sounds brilliant though i just want to say really does sound this is this is an outstanding concept like like i don't know which of them came together with this came up with this idea but it's just like this this is the kind of thing that I look at and think like this could be like a game changer in comics where we could see this happen more and more. I'm not saying we I want to see this all the time with every crime story or that it would necessarily work with every story. But I do think like this, th- the way this is being done sounds like this could be like an all time series. Yeah, because we because we usually get that all in one book. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these pages here are dedicated to the detective. These pages here are dedicated 
to the serial killer and, and somewhere in between you see some crossover and and you get the cat and mouse that way but to have them from like two different writers two different perspectives two different art styles all essentially telling the same story and how they come together and how they wrap this up i think that's gonna be absolutely fascinating yeah and it has like a different like there's a whole if you it sounds like two you can just read one or the other and be fine and then again we don't encourage trade waiting here but if you decided i just want to read the one hand and then i'm going to wait on six fingers and then by the time one hand's done i'm going to go and get six fingers or maybe i'll just get all the single issues but i won't read it till the very end something to that degree like there's so many there's a few different ways that you can experience this and it yeah. gives the readers so, like so much control so I, just, I i every single way i think this is a brilliant decision yeah i love it i love it so yeah. early contender early contender nice. um cool book of the year so that leads us to awa Nicholas, my friends. Um, holy shit. Okay, so uh, we had um, when we had Axel Alonso on last time, um, and we sort of took a look at the um, at the year ahead. We talked about some familiar titles that you've heard us talk about before, and then uh, there were some titles that were coming out that they couldn't really expound upon too much because they didn't want to give too much away. This is where you were a fucking snake um, and took. Uh, a little black book from me. I would never. Um, but then I said, okay, well, they got another one out. You and I, I did dibs on that, son, bitch. And let me tell you, Nicholas. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't think AWA has missed in over a year. Mm. It has been a long fucking time. They had a flawless, and I mean absolutely flawless, 2023. And now they start 2024 on another fucking heater. Uh, you and I written by J. Michael Straczynski with art by Mike Choi. And finally, because we went the entire year, we went all of 2023 without a resistance um, universe book. So now we get another title that's taking place within the resistance universe, which J. Michael Straczynski had a huge hand in sort of creating and developing and writing um, a, a, a series of titles for. Mm -hmm. And I missed that a little bit because I love that universe. I love the concept of it. And this book is beautiful on and, and vicious and violent on, on so many levels. Um, the one thing I love about it, first and foremost, is the art. I wanted to talk about that first because this is being done in a way that I haven't seen, uh, or at least I'm not familiar with. So you, you have you, you two characters, one who goes by just the letter U because he woke up from the great death. Uh and he has powers, but he has no idea of who he is and what his life was before this massive event. All he has to go by is he sort of wakes up in a, in a hospital. Uh, there's a patient chart, but all the important information is ripped away except for the letter U, which appears to be the, the first letter of his either first or last name. You just don't know. Hmm. And you get this beautiful imagery. Um, well, I wouldn't call it beautiful. You get this <laughs> fucked up imagery of him walking down the hallway. And there's just death everywhere. There's dead doctors and nurses everywhere. And one of them is laying on the ground dead with a scalpel. I think I shared this on the Instagram page uh, because, hello, Tuesday morning. Why not? And um, he, <laughs> he purposely steps on the scalpel, and then he rips it through his foot. Um, oh. And then his foot heals. So at least we're thinking, okay, this guy has some sort of self-regeneration power. I like that. Uh, and we learn more about his character throughout the story, and then we and then there's the character I, which stands for Isabella, 
and uh it's a girl that he meets um you know uh, or you get introduced to, I should say, throughout the, the 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 story. And man, is her family a real fucking piece of shit. Oh. She actually survived the great death, wasn't given any powers. However, uh, her dad died. Her dad left her money, but her aunt and uncle took it all, saying, "Oh, it was given to us so that we could care for you." But then doesn't give her anything, and so she's poor and destitute. So, like these two characters, they're very fascinating, but. The hmm. art, man, right? Not like just the imagery I gave you there, but the, with the character you, what you get, what Mike Choi has done here, Nicholas, right, is that he gives you these panels of the world that they live in and you see like the world as it should be. But whenever you're, you are, are uh, looking at the world through you's point of view, it's, it's, it's really t- literally go- taking like rose colored glasses. He sees things differently, and and the color is different. The design of the characters is different. It's it's everything is 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 beautified. Wow. He sees like there's there's image where these gangsters are going to put down this guy's girlfriend because he skipped out on town. He owed them a lot of money, and she's a haggard woman. But when you looks at her before he goes to you know into the situation, she's a beautiful woman held at gunpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, whenever you see a panel or characters of the world, it's different. The art child is completely different. And I thought that was so unique, so well done. And you add that on top of uh, J. Michael Straczynski's great storytelling and the premise of this book. Like, already, I know, without a doubt, this is an absolute fucking home run of the series, right? And I haven't even read Ribbon Queen, right? So that's another. That's, that's the one book... Uh, from 2023 that I that I didn't get to read that you called dibs on that somehow wasn't taken from you, ironically enough. Um, yeah, can you believe it? That's like, right. I guess, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird how it never it happens to you all the time. <laughs> so, AWA. you and I, you and me, go. I'm just uh, dude, we we don't have <laughs> enough time. To, we do not have enough time to unpack the story of you and me. That that will take decades. But I think you do it in five it. issues here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dealing with me, you get it done in 10 seconds. Uh, but you and I, AWA, issue one is out this week. I implore you. I implore you. If you're at your local comic book shop, grab it. If they don't have it, tell the lovely person working behind the counter to add it to your list and to please order the first issue. See if they can get a second printing for you. If not... I don't encourage it, but get it digitally so you have it so that when your comic book store does give you issue two in your pull list, you'll be ready to fucking go. By the way, I've read issue two. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, you do- yeah. way to bury the lead. Yeah, because wow. uh, they like one of us. Huh. And uh interesting. But anyways, like fantastic. I don't want to get too much into it, right? Because I don't want to spoil anything. But I know for a fact, in my bones, this is a book that you should read. Um, it's excellent. It's fantastic. It's, uh, again, Resistance Universe, which I love. They make references to moths in this, which is another book that Ooh. I discussed on this show. So, yeah. like, um, yeah, do, do yourselves a fucking favor and, and just buy this book, please. I'm really confused by all this because you said you a lot of times in there, and it wasn't just you, like, as in the character you. Are you talking about the character or are you talking to? You Don't try to confuse the people. Oh, okay. Just 
people are smart. I'm just I'm the dumb one here. So yeah, I, mean, I know. So stop talking and let the people just listen and go buy the fucking book. All right. Well, I guess you gotta take us to the next next publisher that we got for this week. Uh, you do that because I got to timestamp this. Oh no, wait, you me or you the character? I don't know what's going on. God damn. Uh, all right. Anyways, Billy, 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 him or Billy me? I'm so fucking confused. I guess I got confused. <laughs> All right, from Boom, we got Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, Issue 2, Ghost Lore, Issue 8, which I've talked about on the show before, my friend of the show, Colin Bunn, with Leo Max. The Space Between, Issue 4, and then we we got a pair of titles that uh, I want to weigh on, one of them you also want to weigh in on. Do you want to catch your breath for a second, and I'll go off? Yes, please. Okay, cool. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, The Return, Issue one. This is co-written by Matt Hostin and Amy Joe Johnson, who you may or may not know as Kimberly Hart, the original Pink Ranger. Art by Nico Leone and colors by Francesco Sagala with Gloria Martinelli. And it's just it's awesome to see Amy Joe Johnson to return to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in any capacity. Um, I know she still like does like obviously conventions and stuff like that. She's gonna be at C2E2, where we're gonna be um in a few, yeah, a few months now. Um, so it's just great in general to see anytime she's doing stuff with the property because it's just she's synonymous with with Mighty Morphin Power with Power Rangers, period. Um, the main cover that we get here is by Gani Montez, and it somehow manages to provide like that nostalgic vibe. Uh, while also getting a bit serious. And that's a great representation of the first issue of this series, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, The Return. Um, we got two plots that are going on here, one that kind of comes up a little bit later, something else that's driving the bus more so. And I've said it before about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that if you're a fan of, again, the original Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, you should check out any Mighty Morphin Power Ranger comics from Kyle Higgins' run through today. It, because like, while we love those stories as a kid, like they're maybe like as an adult now, it's like, eh, it doesn't necessarily play the same as it, it did for us when we were that age. But these stories now have matured. And I do think that this one in particular, the return, this feels like it be might be the most mature one yet. It doesn't get crazy, like over the top violent necessarily or anything, but it does remind me of like that old man Logan vibe to it where the, where we have Kimberly Hart, who's like, She's not the only one left, but not everybody's still around. And it, she kind of doesn't want to get involved in that Power Rangers game anymore. She has lost a lot. And uh, it, it, the, for me, when, when I read like Old Man Logan when it came out years ago, it's like, oh, this is really cool. I'm like, yeah, you, you feel like the, it's like the action, the grittiness and everything. That's cool. With this, though. You you there's there's some action in there. We see a lot with like Jason. That's really cool. But for me, it felt more emotional. It felt darker. Like it felt sad. Like everything I, I really enjoyed being able to experience the emotional beats that Kimberly experienced throughout this issue. I thought it was an outstanding job of writing from Amy Joe Johnson and Matt Hodson. So I can't wait for more of that. I, I absolutely loved the first issue of the series and I'll be picking up the, the main cover, but I'm, I haven't seen the variants as much as we do have them. I just haven't taken a look, but I'm sick. Yeah. I'm sure there's quite a few badass ones. So uh, I'm sure this will be doing very well this week, but th- that's not the only thing from boom that we want to talk about, Joe. Uh, we also got Pine in Merrimack issue two from friend of the show, Kyle Starks and Fran Gallen. Uh, what do you think about what the, the new chapter for uh, Leanna and Parker? 
I was dying for this issue. Mm. Absolutely dying because we read the first issue way back when. Yep. Uh, because we got it, we got a sneak peek and we had Kyle on. Um, and I almost forgot about the chat about the book because we talked NBA for so long. I think <laughs> even longer than we did the actual book. Maybe true. Uh, to be honest with you, check those out though. Those are both great chats. Uh, but I was dying for this issue, and it was everything that I wanted it to be. I didn't, I had no idea it was gonna go in this direction. And I love it. I love that there's this uh, this hidden island and there's all sorts of uh, fuckery afoot, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the reveal that we get in this story, um, and everything about it, mm-hmm. absolutely excellent. It gives me, I, I think when I read this book too, like I get vibes of Kennebunkport Man. Oh yeah, uh, right where the where the uh, the bushes you know reside, you know the bush compound, right? Mm-hmm. You've got. You know, because they make references, you know, uh, you know, in the story about, you know, um, yeah, you presidents know, and James. presidents, yeah. right? Coming Jamestown is where whatever they call it, and so like that's that's the feeling I get because I've you know brag vacationed a few times down there, and I remember mm-hmm. when W was in office, uh, we had a cabin that wasn't far from the the compound, and we'd always have to go through checkpoints, and at the time I had a Jeep, a uh, nice Jeep Wrangler. And I had my uh, big old uh, golden retriever Neely with me, and so when you're down there for a week, they kind of get to know you. So they'd they'd see my dog in the back of the jeep with me, you know, and they'd say hi. They give him a little dog treat and stuff. It was it was kind of nice. Um, but that's like the vibe I get, right? Like this mm-hmm. is that town, like like sort of the small town, main town. And so this was just again, Fran Galen's art is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. and where Kyle takes the story. Um, I didn't expect, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, speaking of, love it. Speaking of Fran's art, like the, the his use of color, mm. we talked about it when we had Kyle on the show, but it, it's crazy. I mean, so I read, obviously read the issue and absolutely loved it, and then kind of just skimming back through it and everything as I'm trying to like just jot down some notes, I, I'm like seeing the color changes. I move through it quickly, and it's like you can just see like the, the beats of the plot in the story just just from the color changes alone. It, and I, I absolutely love that. It's not something you see in in every book, but probably not most books even. So he, he's and, and then again, of course, his line art. Is, is outstanding um I, I also love you know where the story starts to where it's like yes we're getting that introduction of a new layer but also we're like revisiting another character who's not a main character kind of a very much a piece of shit and just setting the tone of like we left on like this ominous feel before but don't get don't forget like we're dealing with Leanna and Parker there's going to be some fun times there's going to be like some passionate like love but like in, in a, like a not a crazy over the top way more like a respectful kind of way i guess is the best way to put it and i love that about their dynamic we said in the first issue that's that's where i fell in love um with this title was just on that start alone i loved the scene in the in the coffee shop yeah. uh for those reading it you'll understand and i loved the uh the the little uh the guy they get to drive the boat i thought he yeah. was great i yep. thought he was great yeah, the scene in the cafeteria or in the cafe uh, at the beginning, uh, which is a callback to what happened in the first uh, issue, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and there's a another character that we met in the first issue that gets that becomes a more important player in this issue. And while there's not a lot that should lead one to believe like this character is untrustworthy at this point, I don't 
fully trust that character at this point. Uh, just because some of the things that happen, it's like, eh, I don't know, like the timing of this, the, the advice here. It's like, it just, mm. you know, this decision there, I, it just seems a little bit off. Now, maybe that's just trauma that I have from some other writers. Maybe Kyle doesn't deserve that kind of doubt. But um, I, I either way, I, I, but in all seriousness, I, I love that. I love that I have yeah. that feeling about that character. And there's just so, so much to like about Pine and Marowak through these first two issues. So yeah. I would assume that's on your short list uh, for book of the year as well. It's so fucking good. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a gr great start for comics uh, in 2024. Uh, okay, we got a few other uh, publishers to get through, but nothing that we want to break down. Do you want me to just take through us, through us, us through this real quick? Um. There's there's two books that I want to highlight real quick. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, let me let me. I'll, you. Go ahead. IDW. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, first from Dark Horse we have Count Crawley, Mediocre Midnight Monster Hunter Issue Two, and Time Traveler's Tale Issue Three. From IDW, we have Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees Issue Three. I absolutely love this fucking series. This again, there's already we're we're not even a month and a half into 2024, and there's already been so many great books. Um, TMNT Saturday Morning Adventures issue 10, Star Trek Defiant issue 11, uh, Godzilla Valentine's Day special because that'll get the ladies hot and bothered issue one, um, Adam's Family a Charlatan's Web issue two. My Little Pony Classics Reimagined Valentine's Day Special Number One and My Little Pony Best of Rarity Issue One. Um, and then from Distillery, we have Gone Issue Two. Oh, that it, cover looks so good. You have dibs on this, right? I do, and I got both issues in my hands. Um, oh no, I've got the first one, I'm getting the second one, hands down. Um, mm -hmm. but from Dynamite, this is a book that I have been oh, earmarked yeah. and I've been ready for. Uh, it's Declan Shelby, right? He's writing it. Yeah, Thundercats, issue one. I mm. can't effing wait. So much so that I th I've been looking online to see. I had the sword as a kid. Like Ooh. This was my, I mean, I'm, I'm a Zelda guy through and through, but this is my sword, baby. Hashtag my sword. Wow. With the, with the red cat eye in the middle and the thing. Like, this thing's so badass. I might have to get a figure, much to my wife's chagrin. Uh, but Thundercats, issue one. Um, Nicholas take us home with titan well thunder just real quick with thundercats like that is sold like gangbusters if i'm not mistaken yeah. it's like yeah. that's so I, I do you have like obviously i i will check this out if you don't have dibs but do you have do you want dibs on this i mean i don't know if it's a dibs book i mean i'm gonna read it i mean i'm gonna read it because it's like you know well, because you've never called dibs on a book before you read a page of it that's never happened you know you you know what I mean. I'm not saying it's not dibs worthy. I'm saying this is a book that should be enjoyed, Nicholas. Like I, sort of like what we're doing with, you know, GI Joe and Cobra Commander and all of that, right? There we go. Sure. Like, Sounds so good. So like, so I'll pick it up, and if you, I'll give you a chance to look at it and change your mind before I, I look at it because I do want to get the first issue of this. As much yeah, as yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I never watched Thundercats really, oh, but like, man. Do but it. it's. Yeah, I don't it's, know if oh it holds God. up, but like, I own like the first volume DVD somewhere oh, wow yeah you know, look at yeah. that well maybe you should have uh Swigans watch that instead of the uh was it migrate <laughs> what was that what was the movie you watched that you fell asleep in migrate oh, migra said? migration 
migration. I, I wonder if she'd like Thundercats might be a little too scary because the, the, the bad guy raw might be a little too scary, but uh, oh, okay, all right, try uh, anyways. But yes, bringing us home with Titan. So we got Conan the Barbarian issue seven, Bloodborne the Bleak Dominion issue four. This is a lot for Titan in one week, so I don't know about some of these. Uh, Guma the beginning of her issue three, Dark Souls the Willow King issue one. Robotech, Rick Hunter, issue three, and then everybody's favorite title, Nouns, Nowntown, issue two. No idea what that is. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I've seen that many times, though, so I, I don't know. That, uh, I've never seen it at a little comic shop. I, I don't know if it's going to be like um, like a super like social commentary heavy type book or, like, or, or what. But I think it's like, for kids. I think it's like my Yeah, it's like a reading book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just absolutely wild. But I was like, what the fuck? Nouns, noun town is your two. It's quite Jesus. the name. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm just a bill. I'll tell you, that's a better and more cohesive title than some of these other fucking books <laughs> that we've, we've mentioned on the show before. At uh, least this one gets to the fucking point. <laughs> it's true. Nouns. Anyways, uh, that is going to do it for us this week. But again, if we're just doing what's new, that means you you got to make sure you subscribe to one of our audio channels. Uh, do that because that's the only place you're going to find any of our Friarside chats. If any, come up in the near future. And honestly, you never know because holy shit, Joe, we, we've had you and, I, you and I have had to go back and forth on quite a few things today uh, as we schedule stuff out. You never know when it's going to come. So make sure you subscribe. Yeah. There. Yeah. We're, we're, we're locked and loaded, baby. That's, that's, that's for, for damn sure. Yeah, yeah we're Jake's definitely loaded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but either way, until next week, Joe, stay sexy. You know it. I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.